Hi everyone, welcome back to Fill in My Cup With or Without You by me, Emma LeMay. First and foremost, I want to thank you for tuning in to my first episode last week. It was a lot of fun recording my first ever podcast episode and being able to share it with you. I received a lot of positive feedback from friends, family, people I interact with on Instagram, so I'm excited to record something new every week. This podcast is a terrific platform for me to keep you up to date with my life's happenings during an unusually chaotic period. It is finals week at Marist College, and it definitely feels weird not procrastinating with friends in the library at midnight and feeling that huge sense of relief after handing in a final assignment or walking out of a classroom knowing that you crushed the exam. And since this is officially the last week of college, I wanted to talk about the past four years because they truly have been an incredible time in my life. And I've experienced a lot of happiness and sadness seeing this chapter come to an end. Before jumping into the heart of this episode, I'm going to divert off topic for a few minutes. Last week when my podcast went live, I received a text from an elementary and middle school friend saying, currently listening to Fill in My Cup. I miss your quirky, awkward, and adorable voice a lot. I grinned from ear to ear in the grocery store like an idiot because this text reminded me how grateful I am to have friends who I don't necessarily talk to on a daily basis and get to see maybe once a year but we are still connected from childhood, which is another significant time in our lives. So Rachel, I miss you a lot too. Thanks for listening, and I hope we get to catch up soon. Although this episode is intended to shed light on the happy, uplifting moments of college, I want to share that I had a really tough day last Friday. It was the last day of classes, and I remember waking up in the morning and feeling sad as soon as I opened my eyes. I had my daily bowl of oats and cup of coffee, and I just honestly felt like shit afterwards. I couldn't get myself to do my schoolwork. I sat down on the couch and started watching TV, And it was very hard for me to feel motivated or to be excited that this was the last day of classes. I think it's so important right now to be in touch with your emotions. They are going to take you on a wild roller coaster. One moment you can feel great and content with how you're handling this whole COVID-19 pandemic and then five minutes later you could be on the verge of a mental breakdown and that's okay you're doing the best that you can so acknowledge those feelings and embrace them even though I know it is very difficult to do so. I eventually did get myself off the couch on Friday afternoon My Nana texted me saying Governor Cuomo was doing his daily COVID briefing at Marist. 
So I figured I would go for a walk on campus and see what was going on. I've been on campus several times during this quarantine to go for a walk or go for a run. And let me tell you, it is a ghost town. It is kind of eerie being on an empty campus when you're used to it being filled with so many students and life and energy. I wasn't able to get into the Marist Student Center because Governor Cuomo had a lot of security with him. However, I was able to sit on the empty Marist Beach and take some time just to reflect and sit there with my sad thoughts and write them down in my journal, which made me feel actually quite a bit better, even though I was thinking about how much I've been missing my friends and how we would have been going to Applebee's for $1 drinks, followed by a celebratory dinner at Millhouse or Shotzi's. Okay, I don't want to get too carried away with going down the rabbit hole of, oh, this is what we would be doing if we weren't in a global pandemic right now. So we are going to shift gears and talk about the noteworthy, memorable highlights from college and how I ended up picking Marist as a senior in high school at Emma Willard and why it has been the most holistic, enriching college experience I could have asked for. But before we do that, my Daily co-star today said, don't deny people the sweet feeling of knowing that they have done something right. I thought this was pretty accurate considering Sunday was Mother's Day, and although I wasn't home to make my mom breakfast in bed like I did growing up, I did send her a photo of a handmade card I collaged from a Cosmopolitan magazine. The little note and poem expressed my gratitude for having such a strong female role model in my life. Any of my friends can tell you that my mom is one of my best friends, and she knows more about her daughter's life than she probably would like to at points. With that said, she certainly has done motherhood right. The other part of my co-star says, you are finally experimenting with human emotions. Let the shock of human possibility reverberate through you. Being nothing is an existential fact. I think this is also on target. I have been confronted by my emotions more recently since they've taken me on a roller coaster for the past couple of weeks. Honestly, for the past couple of months, really. In the past, I've had a tendency to not deal with my emotions effectively and instead push them off to the side. And this is something I noticed was one of my weaknesses, and that's why I did seek out a therapist earlier this year. I've found it hard to prioritize acknowledging what I'm feeling when I'm focused on a million different things. But now that we're left with our thoughts and feelings all the time, we can improve on paying more attention to what we're feeling and being accepting of those feelings instead of trying to fight them off. It's such a cliche, but college truly is the fastest four years of your life. 
It feels like yesterday when I was a senior at Emma, gearing up for my Red Fox journey, and that journey has come and gone in the blink of an eye. One of the best parts about working in the admissions office was speaking to prospective students about why I chose Marist. For me, it was three key factors that drew me to the picture-perfect campus along the Hudson. The first being the School of Communication. I knew I wanted to study communication when I was a senior in high school. I love to write and hear people's stories and be creative, so advertising was a no-brainer for me. Number two, study abroad opportunities. More than 50% of the student body studies abroad, and that abroad culture was really important to me. The fact I could also spend my freshman year in Florence, Italy, was an opportunity no other school provided me with. And lastly, location. Being 90 minutes north of the city via Metro Rail North was awesome. I have so many fond memories of going to New York for weekend getaways, day trips, networking opportunities. I even celebrated Easter there two years in a row. And being also two and a half hours away from home was a huge perk. I could drive home no problem, but I also felt like I was far away enough that I was in my own space and having my own college experience. Of course, Florence was several thousands of miles away from Vermont, but that did not deter me from spending my freshman year there. I ultimately wanted a unique freshman college experience because I had gotten over the homesickness hump of living in a dorm with a roommate when I was 13 and I didn't crave the traditional freshman experience on an American campus. Plus, I also wanted to travel. I had never been to Europe before, and it's so cool. I was able to see a lot of the continent as an 18-year-old. Looking back on freshman year, I gained a lot of independence, problem-solving skills, and patience. It's one thing going to class and making sure you're eating three meals a day and sleeping eight hours a night, but it's a whole other thing, budgeting weekly expenses, planning travel with budget airlines and Airbnbs, and adapting to an expat lifestyle. I had also broken up with my high school boyfriend before I got on the plane at JFK in August, So I struggled throughout the whole year trying to start fresh and have my own experience when he was in the back of my mind. One of my favorite things I used to do in Florence was wake up early before my 9.30 class and have my daily cappuccino and croissant at La Menagere, which was a cafe literally three minutes away from our apartment building on Via San Gallo. And that was just very quiet time I had to myself with my journal and my blog. I wrote every day for this blog to keep my family and friends in the loop of my whole Florence experience. And if you've been to Italy, you know that Italians are not morning people. 
It takes them a while to get ready for the day and for life to really resume from the night before. So I really appreciated that quiet time and the baristas definitely recognized me. Sometimes I would try to go in there a couple minutes before they opened and they wouldn't let me in until seven o'clock on the dot. So I thought it would be fun to look back at some of those old blog posts and I'm gonna read some of the earliest ones of me in Florence. This first blog post is dated Friday, August 26th, 2016, and it's called Italia Day One. We made it, all 46 of us. In 12 hours, we traveled from JFK to Italy. We left behind our families, sense of familiarity, and our high school lives. Now we anticipate adventure, learning, and an appreciation for a new culture. The feeling I feel is blessed. We are currently at our hotel in Tarquinia and I am blogging from my hotel room. We flew eight hours from JFK to Rome and at Rome, we ate near our gate and talked to one another. Our flight from Rome to Florence was brief, only half an hour, including departure and landing. Flying across Italy is absolutely spectacular. It was clear during our flights, so when I looked down, I saw lots of vineyards, pools, trees, as well as farmland. The houses are different shades of yellow, and most of the roofs are a tint of red. It's exactly what I've seen in the pictures, only better, because it's not a picture. We're excited to be in Italy, yet eager to be in Florence where we can fully unpack and familiarize ourselves with the city before classes start. However, I am going to enjoy these next few days of orientation, despite the long meetings and awkward icebreakers. Our group seems to be very diverse. We have people coming from all over the world to spend their first year of college in Florence. There's even a girl from Taiwan who I can practice my Chinese with. Everyone is friendly and easy to talk to. This type of setting forces us to talk to each other because there aren't too many of us. We're all in the same place and there's not convenient access to Wi-Fi. Culture shock. It's fun getting to know new people, though, and discover why they chose to do this program, too. I think we'll have an incredible year together. Not a bad first day in Italy. I'm finally starting to believe that this is home for the next nine months. This second one is dated on Saturday, September 3rd, 2016, and I was writing about our Chianti wine tour, which is part of our freshman orientation. I am exhausted. I decided that I would wind down this weekend in preparation for classes Monday. Today, we went on a wine tour. More free food and wine. We left around 9.30 a.m. and arrived close to 11.30 a.m. We had a gorgeous drive admiring the vineyards, mountains, and traditional Italian countryside. There were plenty of green mountains, but they surely weren't Vermont's green mountains. Once we got to the winery, we each got a glass and were served a variety of wines, a white, a rosé, and three reds. It was the most alcohol I had ever consumed, and not going to lie, I felt it, even though it was spaced out and the portions were small. I felt slightly spacey and clumsy, and that's when I knew that my wine tasting had come to an end. 
Fortunately, we had a lovely four-course lunch they served us and several glasses of water that got me feeling normal again. We were all so happy to be eating pasta, two different kinds, after not having it for a few days. Last week, we were complaining about all the pasta. The view from the vineyard was breathtaking, and I felt like I was on the movie set of The Parent Trap. I even stole a grape off one of the vines. I've been in my apartment since we got back, and I'm enjoying a quiet night home. I'm going to shower and grab a bite to eat with Amelia, another Vermonter. We love walking the streets at night, and we've decided to wear sweatpants and a t-shirt out. You can take a girl out of Vermont, but you can't take Vermont out of a girl. Okay, wow. I have not read these blog posts in a really long time, probably since... I wrote them, so it's really fun going back and reading these. I'm going to have to look at them in more depth later on when finals are over. I'm not going to read any more, but I certainly feel like I'm being transported back to my freshman year self. And if I could go back, I would say, damn it, Emma, do not wear t-shirts and sweatpants out. That is why Florentines gave American study abroad students the evil eye when they were being loud and obnoxious on the streets. It's funny reading about my first time drinking at freshman orientation, which happened to be at the Tuscan Vineyard. Yeah, it was a tough life back then. But drinking and the whole college scene were the most intimidating aspects of college for me. I didn't really drink at all in high school because it wasn't a part of the Emma Willard culture and drinking wasn't something my friends had a strong desire to do. My parents weren't particularly strict with me in my teenage years and I appreciate the amount of autonomy they gave me, but with that autonomy came responsibility. Having so much freedom to do what I wanted with who I wanted made me not want to let them down. I'm sure you can relate to the infamous parenting line. I'm not mad. I'm just very disappointed. And yeah, that still hits to this day. I definitely don't regret not having a party phase in high school because when I arrived in Italy, it felt like a fresh start and I wasn't as influenced by my family or my peers. And I was making decisions for myself. We were all legal to drink there since the legal drinking age is 18, and that made drinking feel a lot less taboo. Also, we were immersed in a culture where it was encouraged to enjoy a glass of wine or two with dinner, or to go out with your friends and have a beer. Kakuya was our favorite bar near Santa Croce because they had these tasty beers called Dragoons, and they were served with tangy lollipops. Those were great. I miss them. I know Colleen does too. And drinking in Europe was a much safer way for me to learn how to drink than being on a traditional college campus. Maris in Poughkeepsie has a huge bar scene that dictates the social scene for the most part. I can't imagine showing up as a freshman and trying to fit in with everyone else by getting toasty in the dorms, then jumping into a cab and trying to look all cute and adult for the bouncer to let me in with a fake ID. So binge drinking is a big part of American college culture, American culture in general, and I'm glad I was able to pass go collect $200 during my freshman year. 
As a 21-year-old senior this year, we had a lot of fun going to some of the local breweries in the area and finally being able to go to Mahoney's. It was more of our scene than going to Darby's on a Friday night. There's beauty in that, though, because sophomore year, Darby's was the place to be on a Friday night. So for whatever it's worth, the social bar scene evolves with you throughout your Marist experience. I can't say going out was my absolute favorite part about college, but there are good memories of being at the bar and seeing people out who are not what you would expect to be like sitting next to them in class. I learned a lot about myself and other people from interacting with others in a social setting and on the nights when you go a little overboard, you were hopefully smart enough to be with friends to keep an eye on you. My friend told me a funny story about celebrating a friend's birthday after working a restaurant shift and they ended up walking home and getting in the door at 3 a.m. But before going up to the apartment, they laid down on the sidewalk and had a random late night blurry conversation. She had another shift the next morning and recalls not being 100% sober for that. But hey, that's college. Anyways, I guess the whole point of this is that when you're in college, you're in a bubble with other college students. You forget your wallet in the cab or at the bar, and most likely a Marist student will pick it up and email you the next day to drop it off. On the nights when you have one too many and you act like an idiot, you have friends to take care of you and defend you. The people working at McDonald's when you roll up in the middle of the night acknowledge We're just dumb college kids who have no idea what we're doing. Well, we won't be able to get away with that stuff as much anymore. We can't use college as an excuse for our behavior or our decisions. And that's okay because we are emerging as adults and young professionals. There will still be plenty of socializing and happy hours and whatnot, but it will be different. I'd like to think it will be a good change. This pandemic has made me realize that so much of college is made up of the college experience in general, not just the academics. You can receive an education online, but then you don't have the chance to do the classic so-college things, and that's a big reason why people decide to go to college in addition to obtaining a degree. Finishing up my degree online, I miss walking on campus in between classes in a sea of students. I miss setting up camp at the library, analyzing my color-coded planner, sucking down an iced coffee, and admiring my neat handwritten notes. Also, just eating in the calf with my friends is something I miss about college. We would try to eat together at least once a week when our schedules were all free, and we would catch up and have this family-style dinner. One of my favorite things to do every year was set up my dorm at the end of August. Each year, I arranged my pictures differently and went for a different feel. This year, I tried to go very minimalistic. And now we're going to be organizing and decorating our space in an apartment or studio, which is crazy to think about considering a small room was home for the past four years. I can look back on my four years of college and sum up each of them since they were significantly different. Freshman year was one of the best years of my life. It felt like a dream shopping at the local food markets with the Florentines, walking to class on cobblestone streets, and getting settled on a Ryanair jet 
hoping to make it to your final destination. For spring break, my friend Sasha and I flew from Pisa to Eindhoven on a Transavia plane, and that was by far the bumpiest flight I'd been on in my life. We really didn't think we were going to make it at points, and the teacher grading papers calmly next to us at the aisle seat couldn't help but view our nervous laughing fits as entertainment. Sophomore year was a big transition year. It was hard making friends and adjusting to campus life after Florence. I met one of my closest friends in our public relations class though. We sat next to each other in our second class. Yeah, you know how the first day of class is so important because you claim your seat. And I said, aren't you in my advertising class too? Olivia and I ended up living together for two years and going to Hawaii together this past January. Sophomore year, I also decided being a Division I athlete sounded like a good idea. Playing lacrosse, more like warming the bench if we're being technical, became a majority of my life with practice and games. We were very good my sophomore year, and I was ecstatic to be a student athlete, even though it was far from glamorous at times. I also began branching out more with guys my sophomore year. I went on a few dates and was actually seeing a senior for most of the year who I met while playing intramural soccer. It was a big deal for me to put myself out there since freshman year, I was still hung up on my high school boyfriend. Junior year was definitely my wild year in college. If I ever have kids someday, my friends will be able to say, your mom was something else her junior year of college. For one, our practice slot was 6 to 9 a.m. in the fall, so that drastically changed my sleep schedule. I also took most of my challenging classes in the fall and spring of my junior year. I went through a tough period with one of my closest friends and our friendship was just not in the best place, which was hard to grapple with. We're thankfully much better now. Plus my dad was going through chemo that entire year. Going out more and exploring the hookup culture were things that took my mind off him being sick. I can't say that was the healthiest way to cope, but I don't regret it because I learned more about myself by taking more risks and experiencing things many adolescents do. I just remember being so relieved when junior year was over. I had the best summer of my life after when I was interning at a nonprofit on the southern coast of Maine. It was a very healing and cathartic summer for me at the beach. And now here we are at the end of senior year. Senior year hasn't been smooth sailing by any means. There have been a lot of really good, terrific memories, but there were also a lot of ruts. The stress of what's to come after graduation started the first day of senior year. I applied for a Fulbright, which took me several months to do so, and I was devastated when I learned I did not make it past the first round. I'm someone who weighs my worth based on success, and I felt like I had failed so I didn't feel like I was worth very much, which I know is completely irrational. With that said, I was able to take advantage of some really great career opportunities, like going to Atlanta twice, and I know copywriting is what I want to do. I started going to therapy, I think, in December, because being able to talk about my fears and challenges with someone helped ease my anxiety. 
I hadn't thought of myself to be a very anxious person until this year. I'd have days where my head just felt like it was in a constant fog, and I had a hard time concentrating and being productive. I also lived in a house with eight girls, and that was also tricky to navigate since we were all trying to survive capping and figure out our next move. No one was actually mad at one another, but there was some tension in the house because everyone had different needs in terms of living habits, space, and venting. That being said, I love all of my housemates, and I'm so grateful we were able to spend three-fourths of this year together. I honestly believe I would have been happy at another college because at the end of the day, we're all college students trying to do well in the classroom, have a social life, and find our place in the world. But Marist did help me discover who I am through studying abroad, playing lacrosse, and meeting the people that I did. Some of my favorite memories are of eating sandwiches in the Rome airport with my friend Colleen. We were an absolute mess after leaving Florence, dreading leaving our freshman year behind in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I sing Put Your Records On karaoke with my friend Emma, followed by slurping matzo ball soup at Palace Diner on a random Wednesday night this year when I was feeling down. My teammate Julia had me pop a pimple on the back of her leg during warm-ups for a game last year, and it was so deep and nasty. I could vomit every time I think about it, (laughs) but I also think about the things friends do for one another. We threw a Christmas party at our house this year, and many of our guests went out after, but several of us chose to go to McDonald's instead. Olivia wore a pajama shirt saying, hanging with my nomies while munching on fries, and on our way back to our house, we got in a snowball fight. Junior year, I remember giving a presentation in my public relations class, and one of my group members, who did not contribute a single thing to our project, went off on something completely random, and I was in disbelief. Sometimes when I get nervous or in a weird, awkward mood, I start hysterically laughing and can't stop. So that happened as he was talking, and I had to excuse myself from the classroom. In the hallway, I continued to laugh to myself for a solid five minutes. It's so fun passing friends in the class and aggressively waving so they pay attention to you and everyone else in the class is like, what? I also had the urge to walk into a class and say something stupid like, Are there more grains of sand on Earth or more stars in the galaxy and walk out? But I never had the chance to do that. Oh my gosh, sophomore year, just days after I joined the lacrosse team, we had to run punishment hill sprints since some girls were falling asleep in class. I remember my calves being in excruciating pain the next day and we had a fall ball tournament on top of that. I learned that day that company punishment is a very interesting concept and I didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into. This fall for my psych of the adolescent class, I sat in the front row and it took me way too long to realize I had sat next to a kid that I went on a Stewart's ice cream date with last year. I ghosted him, which I still feel terrible about to this day and I changed seats the next class, which probably made the whole situation worse. 
Okay, I'm ranting, but I'm just thinking about how there are so many great college memories. I could go on and on. One of the last ones was in March, right before COVID shut down the country. I was in the city with my friend Sasha and her boyfriend Nick and his roommate Greg. Those two go to West Point, so their college experience is completely different from ours. But the four of us just had ourselves a night. We went bar hopping and were the youngest ones at these midtown bars. I started speaking Chinese with our Uber driver. We had $1 pizza before crashing at our hotel. And that night just filled me with so much joy that we were in college, but that the real world was in reach. And I'm so glad we had that night since it was one of my final college nights out on the town. And the three of them will all be serving in the army soon. So I don't know when we'll all be together again in such a chill, carefree environment. So that is my whole college spiel. I hope you can relate to it and think fondly about your college days if you've already graduated. I have a busy day Thursday in terms of finals, but then I will be all done. It's so weird to think how I will spend my time after this week. I do have some freelance work to do, but my schedule won't compare to what I've endured as a college student. I also got my loan information last week, which was a big slap in the face, and I sincerely hope they extend the six-month leeway period for that. I wouldn't have been able to graduate without the endless support and love from my family and friends. Thank you for being along for the ride, and I am so excited to see where this next chapter of life takes all of us. Until next week, bye.